Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Step Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another episode of our watch party yeah. of Sex in the City, where we try to go through every single episode. <laughs> Slowly. All, what, how many did you say there is? There's 94 episodes All and 94 three movies, four episodes. Movies. And then, and just like that, yep. I bet we're going to come back to it because there's, did you see the new headlines for this? Aiden. Aiden. I did yeah. see it. Yeah, so Aiden is back. Oh, well, Who see, I don't, I haven't met mummy. him yet. Yeah, you haven't seen him yet. And people have strong feelings about being Team Aiden, Team Big, uh, and then Team Russian. You haven't met the Russian either. Oh my gosh, yeah. I haven't. Yeah, I yeah. knew I knew about Aiden, even though I haven't watched the show. I knew that there was like a big slash Aiden yeah. divide with who Carrie ended up with. Yes, there was a whole conversation. But we're not there yet. No. We're still at a uh, uh, big part <laughs> duh. Yeah, we're pretty early on. Yeah, we're very early on. <laughs> yes, we are at season two, episode eight, for those who are catching up. Mm-hmm. But yes, this is a part of our happy hour slash Thursday throwback because this is a throwback of the 90s series, mm-hmm. early 2000s, yeah. season. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yes, we are having our watch party. We are still doing the listener participation one at the end of this season. Put your name in. I know y'all are tired of hearing us repeat that because we've yeah. been teasing about this. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is happening, y'all. It is happening. And I think after this, we'll have a better, uh, we'll be able to schedule these better because we do want to do more than yes, one. Yes. Uh, but it was just kind of the holidays and then figuring out the technology and all the technology. Yes. Um, We're still having a conversation about that because yeah. trying to view it together at the same time yeah. can get complicated, especially if you're not a podcaster and you don't know how to do that. It's a whole thing. It is, but we're confident. Christina is amazing, and we're confident it will work. But just know, like, we apologize it's taken so long, but we promise it is coming, and I think after this we'll have a better system in place. Yes, yes, because we do want guests. Uh, We've already had Bridget. We've Mm -hmm. had producer Christina. Mm -hmm. We will probably have a friend guest, too. Yes. And then other people from other shows. We're going to do things. Yeah. Things are happening. But yes, and listen and participation as well, because y'all seem to really enjoy this. Mm -hmm. But before we start, as we said, it's kind of a happy hour, because this 
when you're talking about sex or the city, <laughs> yeah, we we kind of make it a girls' night, like happy mm-hmm. hour moment. Yeah. So before we start, we're not being sponsored by whatever product we're talking about. I don't think we're saying name brands. We anyway aren't really, today. but just in case, yeah, just in case if we do ever do that, and then. That might change. You never know. Yep. Dynamic um, advertising, y'all. Yep. And then also be responsible in whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. including the fact that you're listening around children. We are talking about adult content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps immaturely sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, be aware. But yeah, what you, what you sipping on? Well, you know, we'd like to give you these peek behind the curtains. Uh, Samantha and I are currently recording together. Together. From our together. very fancy, almost falling apart sportscaster desk. Don't judge me. And we, I think we're going to post a video of it soon. Yeah, we're um, gonna, you need to know what our setup was like. It's true. Not right now. Because, <laughs> y'all, we watched The Last of Us last night, and I am flying high. Oh. But I do not look good for video. Um, <laughs> but so my point being... From the last Sex and the City episode we did to this one is the same recording session. So I'm still drinking from the Prosecco that you kindly uh, bought, purchased, and I poured myself. But you poured the first one. I did. I was trying to be nice. Mm -hmm. Host, a good host. I'm (laughs) also drinking the same Mm -hmm. cherry and Prosecco and a little bit of agave um, with my bubble water. Mm -hmm. I always have to have a bubble water. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. We're going to do the wrap-up mm-hmm. from previous, mm-hmm. which you got the D-minus. D-plus. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Justice for uh, Annie. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, give us a wrap-up. Okay. So, I feel like at this point, uh, Carrie and Big are back together, and that's like the main storyline that's happening after they broke up at the season finale of the first season. And they had sort of a, it wasn't a DTR, but it was what you called it, come to Jesus. Yeah. Where she was curious, curious is like too soft a word, but she she wanted to know what their relationship means after he kind of put out these signals that he didn't want to be maybe associated with her as a couple publicly as much as she did. And they had to revisit that conversation. We had a lot of interesting things around marriage with all four of them. Like, why do you get married? Uh, Because Samantha was like, I guess I got to marry this guy because we had sex. Um, and then Charlotte met this guy and then had sex with him and then was going to get married with him and then her father, his father copped a feel and then Miranda thought she was going to marry this guy or at least date him and then he married somebody else immediately. (laughs) So a lot of conversation about marriage and relationships as per usual. But I still think the main thing that's going on here is like what is happening with Carrie and Big. Okay. All right. Yes, it is. I'm trying to remember. All right. I'm about to tell you the title. Okay. And I usually try to say to you, I think we're going to have a big character, a reoccurring character in this one. Okay. It's either this one or the next one. And I'm trying to remember because it's been a minute uh, because they all blur together because I just watched a marathon running. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you're about to get introduced to a significant character that will be in the plot lines ahead. Uh, But the title. Mm Mm-hmm. For your consideration, <laughs> yeah. the man, the myth, the Viagra. Oh, God. So. Oh, no. What is your prediction for this episode? What do you think it's about, rather? I'm so bad at this. <laughs> okay, I think that there's going to be <laughs> a man who's well-known for having sex, and then it turns out he has to have Viagra, and he's not good at sex. <laughs> 
I'm so bad at this. Okay. Okay. That's what I have. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to let you have it. But, but yes, I am almost positive we're about to meet a significant character in this Is one. Aiden? No. Mm. But it's like that. Also, we're going to have a cameo <gasps> of an unwelcome guest. I'm going to put that. Oh, can you no. give any can you give any guess? No. Who do you think it is? Donald Trump? Mm. Uh, oh no. So, yes, yes. Here we go. Oh Episode 8. Let's I mean. get started. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer... Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Gary, this is the gangster I was telling you about. Okay. So no, no, oh, no, no, no. So many stereotypical yeah, so many uh, ideas about Italians immediately. Yeah. yeah. To our Italian listeners, we don't hold to that. We're no. so sorry. <laughs> I think the first time I went to New York is I went to a small Italian restaurant that looked exactly like this. Yeah. And that's when I had my food gasm. Oh, really? Yeah. So we have a restaurant here called Nino's. Mm-hmm. And that has this aesthetic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he's been around for years. Mm-hmm. And people talk about that as best Italian in Atlanta. And I'm pretty sure it's the old school yeah. Italian style. Mm-hmm. The waiters are all older. <laughs> That's what I discovered. <laughs> um, but here, we need to have a significant moment because Carrie is introduced by Big to friends, quote unquote, yeah. as his girlfriend. And she's like, you've never called me your girlfriend before. That title. Yeah. Actually, I remember ex- the exact moment, my partner, and he mm-hmm. knew the exact moment when he first referred to me as girlfriend. And I was like, excuse me? Right. Why is that such a significance? The title. It is. It's also interesting in our new like era, because me and my ex used to 
not fight, but he'd kind of be like, you've never said anything on Facebook that you're, yeah, you didn't change your status. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I hate Facebook. So, like, I'm not going to do that. The labels. And one time, he, I feel bad about this still, but he asked me, like, can I introduce you as my girlfriend to my friends? And I started to cry. <laughs> And I'm that sure is an that was an interesting reaction for his ego. That's an interesting reaction. But it does feel like it is heavy. It's a, it, yeah. Well, even to this day, like, and we kind of talked about this, and it comes back into the queer space. But this level of like being called girlfriend at my age mm-hmm. feels really childish. Yeah. Um, yeah. And aged, like, it doesn't age well to me. Mm-hmm. So, and it's not because I want to be married. I don't want to be, I don't, I'll, the idea of being called a wife either really kind of, oh, like, makes me have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. But like, partner, I use it, and I know people will get like really into deep discussions about this was made for queer relationships because queer relationships you couldn't say that right. so that was the best way to do that for them now we're are we appropriating that from the queer community right. but I'm like but I feel too old because right. it's not just he's my boyfriend right it just sounds immature right it does it sounds very high school and if that's cool if that's the thing that yeah, you resonate with that's yeah. totally fine but I get you it does sound like it sounds like not as serious yeah yeah like because we're more than just Right. High school relationship. Like, it's not like we we share and bond over all the things. Like, if I die, he's getting part of that. Right. Y'all, if I get murdered suspiciously. No, I'm just playing. It was me. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I promise. Yeah, but like, he's a, like a beneficiary because right. we're that close. Right. I'm sorry. His date can't speak right now. Who may I say is calling? <laughs> His wife. Now we're moving on to the really bad stand-up comedy. Miranda's on a date and turns out he's married. Yeah, and it was a the comedian used it yeah. publicly to make a joke. Yeah. Which I've seen many a times and I hate that. Yeah. Yo, man, not so fast. I'll f you. Oh gross. Yeah. And this is why me too in comedy industry is important. Yes. Because he just Said something very offensive to Miranda as she was trying to leave. I hate that. Yeah, it's not funny. It's not. It's not. You're just really ridiculing someone. Why is? Why are you doing this? It's because you can't think of any jokes. Yeah, and you're not funny at all. Samantha, a cosmopolitan, and Donald Trump. <gasps> you just don't Good job. I was right. You were right. Here is the cameo of effing Donald Trump. They must He's have, so they must have been actor. like, they must have been recording in his hotel. Yes. Or near his hotel. Because One of his properties. Required, yeah. yeah, he had to appear in it. That's why he's in yeah. Home Alone too. Yep. So and there he is. Beauty. I, I think I just agreed to finance Mr. Trump's new project. You owe me $150 million. Oh, this was the moment you, someone should have told him Donald Trump is going to file bankruptcy. You're not getting your money back. <laughs> <laughs> She's being hit on by this very old rich man yes. who just invested in Donald Trump's property, whatever, project. It is quite strange. This is nowhere near the same level. The first time I went to Dragon Con, this older guy like this, really older, and I was in college, yeah. came up to me and he bought me these drinks and he acted as if, well, okay, this is now we have to go to my hotel room and uh-huh. have sex. And I was like, you bought me like three course lights. And I understand that it's expensive at a hotel, <laughs> but, but go away. <laughs> Samantha had learned that Ed was single, available, 
and a millionaire many, many times over. What's your age ceiling with men? So they're asking how old would you go? How old would you go for either any of the bodies? Mm. You know, I think when I was younger, I would have given you a much wider age gap, but yeah. now I'm so like, I've seen so many terrible yeah. things. And we've talked about this too. I feel strange about it because if you're in a consensual relationship yeah. and you understand, but to me, there's just so many differences between being like 20 and 40. Like yeah. me at 20 versus me now is yeah. not the same person, did not understand the same yeah. things. So I don't think I would do a massive age gap. Right. Well, the, that's that level of like 18 and 25 is significant. Yeah. Significant. Especially when you're younger, that yeah. it really yeah. matters. Even though now, like, it wouldn't. Like, 35, 42, not so significant. Right. Yeah. I do think it's different then, but it's still like— The maturity. I, I've seen so many older men yeah. who are just—I'm like, why yeah. do you keep going for the younger women? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Steve. Thank you, Steve. So we are introduced Look, to Steve. That's really very that's, cute. But that's I'm Steve. This is an introduction of Steve. Oh, wow. Steve. I love Steve. We've already talked about and just like that and mm -hmm. the disappointments of just like that. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously he's a significant part of the story. Yeah. Uh, but it, he is endearing. Yeah. On the ladies. They treated him dirty. Yeah. Like, I get what they were trying to do, and things fall apart. We talked about this. This happens. You yeah. just stop falling in love, yeah. or you don't realize who you are, and you have to redefine yourself. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But they did seem dirty. Yeah. Oh, Ed. So, Samantha is having fancy dinner with maid, essentially. Yes. So she's getting showered with all these diamonds. And the staff is like, oh, oh worst. So I never told you this. The old job, when I first graduated from college, I worked at, you know this part, Department of uh, Family and Children's Services. I was an investigator of child abuse and uh, did all of that. There was a dude who was a therapist I was early 20s. He was late 40s. Hit on me. Oh. And I was so stunned. Mm -hmm. He was a good-looking man, but he was significant older, had gone through a divorce, had teenage kids who were close to my age. Yep. I had talked. I was so shocked because I had never been hit on like that. I was like, what is happening? Yep. That I went to a coworker who was closer to his age, and I was like, this person hit on me. Do you know anything about him? Is this a thing he does? And she got mad at me. Oh. Because someone her age had been hitting on me, and I think she was like had seen him. And it turned out he did. He did hit on a lot of younger women, but she didn't know that. Like yeah. she talked to someone else about it, and they're like, oh, he hit on me too. And I didn't know this. Right. But like it was such a significant, like, I didn't know what to do yeah. because I thought kind of like how we talk about grooming, young children don't know that they're being groomed because they feel like they should be thankful right. that they're being noticed by a man. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's what it was. But it yeah. was such a weird reaction that I had from everyone that mm -hmm. I felt like the bad person. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of like something you said in a recent episode that kind of stuck with me is like when you're giving a gift and it's about someone else. And you said lingerie. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. And I feel like in this, like where he's giving her all these yeah. diamonds, 
He likes to see like his money, yeah. his things on her. And that's kind of like an ownership to that yes. as well for her too. Like, mm-hmm. no, I found that interesting that the aspect of that. And of course, I didn't go on the date with him because I realized this was happening. And yeah. like, at, looking back, I was like, that was really inappropriate because mm-hmm. he asked me out on my work phone. Mm. He did not have mm. any of my personal information. Mm-hmm. He called me to ask me out and mm-hmm. I thought we were talking. I was being very kind because I thought we were doing this and it was shocked me. Right. Cut me as freshly out of college and I'm not, I wasn't very, you know, I wasn't dating a lot. Yeah. So to me, in my low self-esteem, he mm. didn't know. I don't, maybe he did. I don't know. That I was so like. Yeah. Like almost flattered. Yeah, I was like, flattered oh, yeah. but at the same worried and scared mm-hmm. and I'm like, what did I do? Like all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't realize, looking back, I'm like, that was super inappropriate. Yes. We were t- supposed to talk by a client. You called me on the phone to talk to me about c- taking me out. On a work phone. And then he's been fl- had been flirting with me. With a, I thought we were just right. co-workers. Right. I think you're an easy lay, and I'd like to have sex again. No, it's not like that. <sighs> have dinner with me. Why? I don't know, because, uh, we're hungry. I can't have dinner with you. I don't even know you. You slept with me. It's a different thing. Sam's run away, and bartender Steve has come to try to take Miranda out. Yeah, and she said, you slept with me. We don't know each other. Different thing. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a lot of, like, really funny rom-com stories, even though I'm, like, not into that. But Yes. Once I had something We're like chasing. this happen, where two guys who were interested in me and I didn't know it were like, when are you going to this right, thing? Right. When are you going to this thing? And all my friends were there, and then they both showed up, and it was the most awkward yeah. thing yep. ever. Yep. And then they both refused to leave, and I was like, I got to go home. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> you if I don't go? I mean, I've been out all day. It's going to rain. But my friends are expecting you. But, yeah, uh uh-oh. Big is backing out. He promised and he's backing out. He does seem like he constantly does this. Yeah. And by the way, because I definitely have seen it with friends where the guy or the partner keep backing out. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, he doesn't want to hang out with us. Like, it feels offensive. Yeah. Because it feels like they personally don't want to hang out with us or they don't like us or something. He's hiding something. He's hiding something. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm all for it. If you know I'm not into it, it's not I'm tired. But if you keep doing it. Yeah, if it's constantly that you just can't come out. Like, dude, really? Like, your girlfriend or your partner wants to come out. Why won't you? And this is important. If you, like, care about your friends, introducing somebody to the group, that's a big thing. Right. I'm not sure he's coming from work. I didn't have the strength to tell them about my fallen hero, at least not without a cocktail. Uh oh, so she has to explain why Big's not there. Oof. And, but here's Steve bringing the cocktail. And if you want a good, go home with one. Oh, Miranda, no. Wow. Oh, everybody is feeling awkward. What is this called? There's a, there's a term for this when you make a joke yeah. that you know is like, it's funny, but it's, but it's just going to make people mad. Yeah. Like somebody mad. It's passive aggressive, right? I think so. Is it not? It, it's, not, it's different than what we were talking about earlier where it's just like racist or sexist or yeah. lazy. This is like something where you're like, this is very, very funny, but it's just going to hurt a friend right. that you know. <laughs> you're making fun of yourself yeah. or your friend. She does seem hostile. This is where she I'm does. like, they really did her dirty because she's not wrong. Yeah. 
I think I got I think we got distracted earlier, but I think the conversation has shifted from where Miranda was painted as sort of the villain of like, oh, Carrie didn't show up right, and right. I'm mad and yeah. she's the villain because yeah. she's mad because the hetero romantic relationship is more important. I think in a lot yeah. of stuff that shifted. It has. And now the friendship would be more like the right. thing you should focus on and right. she would not be the villain anymore. She would not. She mm-hmm. would be the hero because of her job and her independence mm-hmm. and her ability to see through things. Of course, she's too cold. Mm-hmm. Like that's also, but that's also a trope that oftentimes happens with a leading lady. That's true. Not being like overly available, mm-hmm. but like being closed off now. Yes. Because you have to be too focused, but then like that's your downfall. Right. Or whatever. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time, or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer... Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242-424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. Not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association member FDIC. Yeah, so we have. A big looking like a hero because yeah. he showed up. Yeah. He showed up here. Uh-huh. Um, and we meet Steve, which is a significant character mm-hmm. throughout the entire series. You get a full thumbs up <laughs> for the Donald Trump. I yep. did feel like I heavily hinted. Like I couldn't not heavily hint because I can't be like, it's you're going to be excited. You're not going to be excited no. about this cameo. So I'll at least give you two out of five stars. <gasps> Two and a half. <laughs> I'll give you two and a half. I'll, I will relent. But everything else was real off. Real off. There's no... I, technically, Steve did have good sex, but he did not have Viagra. Yeah, where was the Viagra? The dude, the old man. Oh. Yeah. He, the reason he went to the bathroom I got you. Yep. was to get a Viagra. Oh, okay. Got mm-hmm. you. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. But she ran away. Yes. Before he got that Viagra. Mm. With all the diamonds, though. She, yeah. I mean, she made some money. She did. 
it. <laughs> you go. Um, but yeah, that was the thing. So the myth is obviously the story. The mm-hmm. man would be big, I believe. And then the Viagra would be the old dude. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was very much centered on the three of them. Charlotte was kind of in the background for this yeah, one. Yeah, she was. Which is surprising. But, yeah, so we have Steve coming in to the cast now, and we have now met adorable bartender Steve. Mm-hmm. I like Steve. Because um, I've only seen him in, because mm-hmm. I have watched and Just Like That, which is kind of the, it's not a reboot, but like the follow-up series yeah. to Sex and the City. And so that's the only way I've known yeah. him. Uh, Wait, you did watch one movie, right? I haven't seen a movie. I've seen like three episodes. Oh, okay. Okay, you didn't see the movie. No. I went to go see. What was that? I'm like Shyamalan movie instead. Oh, that's right. Um, my friends went to see. Like, the, my friends you went to see, see the M. Night Shyamalan Which movie. is, I think, pretty telling of yeah. who I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so here we have all that conversation. This was a little more like a beat episode in kind of that, although I did talk about being hit on by an older man. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with dating older men, but it was very obvious that I was inexperienced. Un- yes. Un- like, it, we were at a workplace. We yes. were, like, working together for children. Like, all of those things yeah. was so, like, off-putting. And he was probably one of the best therapists that I've seen because he's been in it for a while. Mm-hmm. And he's very gentle with the kids. Yeah. So, the, after that, I was like, do I talk to him? Yeah. And I am an avoidant person. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm never talking to you again. But I couldn't because he was one of the best therapists. So, I had to ha- use him. Right. It was interesting. It's unfortunate. I feel like a lot of the things we've watched... Uh, from like, I don't know, the 90s um, or 80s, we've had this conversation where it was just so normalized that men would do that at work. Right. And now it wouldn't work. Like we were talking about with Bridget Jones' diary, like that doesn't read us funny anymore. Right. Because we are finally having these conversations. But for so many of us, that is an experience we've had. I remember once I had a, like higher, higher up when I was an intern Basically asked me to his home right. when he had a wife and kids. And another employee, who I think to this day, she showed up and like diverted the conversation, got me out of the situation. But it was just kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's how it is. It's understood. Mm-hmm. And I hate that it's true. We talk about that all the time. Like I love that she saw that I was in a situation, got me out of it. Was like, no, Let here we go. go. Yeah. But I hate that that's a thing. That's a thing that we have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As for me, and it's not that this happens all the time, it was more of that person, right. instead of telling me beware, right. was mad at me. Right. And yelled at me. And yep. I was like, what is, ha- I'm asking for advice because I'm concerned. Right. And I don't know what to do. Right. And this is a thing that I hate because I feel like so many times that happens and then the woman in question leaves, doesn't get promotion, whatever it is because right. of that. And then everyone's like, well, he's a nice guy and he's good at his job, so he doesn't get any right. ramifications. And then, yeah, I mean, that's like one of my least favorite things is when women are like blaming other women right. when they well, should be blaming him. I do want to clarify because not that anybody connected to that job is going to listen to this episode. He was not a coworker technically. He was a contract position with us. So it mm. wasn't like, but it was still odd because of the way he did it mm-hmm. was definitely because we were talking about a case and I could not avoid him. Mm. So all of those things were a part of that. And I felt like she felt justified. She felt really justified when she was able to tell me that he got hit on other people too. Like, I'm not special. 
It was really yeah. odd. It was really odd. Like the yeah. whole interaction was very odd. Um, the whole experience was very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that conversation of like who buys into it, who's talking about it, who gets the allowance to do it, who gets to be able to be comfortable in it, and who gets to burn bridges. That's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. Then also we talk about the myth. What would a modern day myth for us be? <laughs> Their modern day myth is the mistress. I feel like this sounds so cynical and I'm such an optimistic person, I swear. I feel like the myth is that you can have an equal relationship. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that equal partnership and or the flip, if it's in a heteronormative relationship, the woman is the one that brings home everything and he is the caretaker. Yeah. And that it actually works in that flip. Yes. But that doesn't exist. Yeah, and he's going to get so much more credit right. than any so stay-at-home mom as would well ever as get. His wife's going to get so much more blamed. Yes, because she's not staying at yeah, home. Why would you do this to your children? You're mm-hmm. doing all these emasculating him, mm-hmm. even if that's not how he feels. Yeah, exactly. That's my thing. Is like, I hope it never sounds like I don't think people can have happy, healthy relationships, because I do. Yeah. But there's so much societal stuff you can't remove. You yeah. just can't remove it. Yeah. Maybe the other modern day myth is um, having it all. Yes. Like uh. that, that whole level of you must be the mm-hmm. all good in all of these, and specifically for women, mm-hmm. must be good at all of these things. Have the children that are perfect. Have the house that is perfect. Have the job yep. that you love, that you're successful in climbing. Yep. like And being healthy. Yes. And also perfect body. Yes. Yes. And then it's like not exhausting and soul crushing. Yeah, not soul crushing <laughs> at all. I think that's right. another modern myth and that is specific to women in general that you will have the perfect marriage, that you have the perfect children, family relationship, mm-hmm. that everything is beautiful, which oftentimes we know is not true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's another modern myth that gets fed to us often, even mm-hmm. if that means like you're the perfect house, like housewife, you're the perfect stay-at-home mom. Like right. that's the the scenario, which that's kind of been more and more debunked, but it's coming mm-hmm. back a lot with the conservative conversation anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's part of the modern day myth as well. Maybe, and this is going to be controversial, uh-huh. the modern day myth is the perfectly happy single woman. Ooh, interesting. Because I did, I've talked about that before because I think there is a strange thing we've attached to feminism and being single and having sex. Yes. Like the kind of hookup culture, which I have no problem with. I think that's great. Yeah. If you're consensual, all about it. Yeah. But we've attached it to happiness, feminism. This is the best. Yeah. Case scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, I think like, because don't get me wrong, I still hold to the fact that I would rather be single, be miserable in a relationship. And I think that works better Mm -hmm. because I don't want to settle for a bad relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's better to be single. Mm -hmm. But do we hold to that fact that we are so strongly held to that fact that we have to present ourselves as, we're fine. I'm fine. Everything. I'm never lonely. I love doing this by myself. I'm going to go sit at a restaurant by myself. I love it. (laughs) Right. You know? Or we can't show weakness. I'm like, I'm lonely today. Yeah. It's hard today. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I feel like, it's it's sort of a we the pendulum swung so hard because we yeah. were like you're demonizing single women and singlehood and we can be totally happy by ourselves which we can yeah and I am but that doesn't mean like yeah you don't have days right where you're like okay I miss this and also it doesn't mean that maybe there's some societal 
gender difference in relationships, which is why you feel like you can't be in a relationship in the first place. (laughs) So there's so many things. But I, I, you know, like, as a person of, when we talk about intersectionality, we have to acknowledge that because that's unrealistic Mm -hmm. to think that you're always going to be okay and that being so independent is okay. Because sometimes, especially in the housing market, it is hard to be mm-hmm. single. I'm like, yeah, y'all can afford this beautiful home. You have a roommate. You just call him a partner. You may sleep with him. Mm-hmm. But that's still your roommate. And then people will get looked down on if they have roommates being like, oh, that's so college and childish. Yeah. And you can't afford your own. You don't afford your own. Some people do. But like typically, mm-hmm. you have a dual income and that makes a massive amount of difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the whole idea of it, it, we've seen so many interesting takes of it recently, but the whole idea of like you're happy all the time as a single woman, like you're out like ooh partying every night. You're not, yeah, uh, right, right. <laughs> and that's fine. Like you shouldn't be, in you my opinion. To, right. <laughs> yeah, if you're happy staying in, stay in. Right. And sometimes it's sad, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Annie said this very, very like convincing herself as she punched the chair, y'all. Yeah. Very passionate about it. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's what good friends are for, Samantha. That's true. Yes. Well, as we said, if you're interested in perhaps participating in one of these episodes, uh, we are collecting names. We're probably, we're going to do more than one of these, but the first one is upcoming. We promise (laughs) where you're going to be on. Uh, it's going to be really fun. You can email us at Stephanie and MomStuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. She's the best. She is the best. She's making this so beautiful. Yes. She's also way better at this than me. Um, <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.